Welcome to season two of Chillin' with Ice. I'm your host, Lori Fetrick, also known as Ice from the hit iconic show, American Gladiators. If you're new to the show, make sure you go back and listen to some of the funniest jaw-dropping behind-the-scenes stories from some of the original American Gladiators. In season two of Chillin' with Ice, you're gonna hear some real one-on-one conversations with pop culture icons, athletes, and lifestyle gurus, and that's just to name a few. We will be covering everything from 90s classic, fitness, anti-aging, to recent trends, and so much more. This podcast is where legends live on. Welcome back to Chillin' with Ice, and I'm very excited about my next guest. I actually met her at a New York Comic Con. Yes. (laughs) And she had a new book come out, and I was super excited to read it. Um, I'd like to introduce Crystal Hefner. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm oh, excited. So. so welcome. And your book, Only Say Good Things. Yes. Now, it's not out yet. No, it comes out in January. So. Okay. But you have pre-sales. I have pre-sales and um, advanced copies. Nice. And so Yeah, I sent you. And I got an advanced copy. I'm so excited. <laughs> Now, I just want everybody to know this. I'm not a huge reader, okay? I do read. I'm not a huge reader. But when you sent me your book, honestly, I read it in two days. Wow. I couldn't put it down. I kept waiting. Like, I I mean, I was like, okay, what's the next thing that's going to happen? It kept my interest. That was just, it was phenomenal. And I I loved your book. I'll be honest. It was super cool. That means a lot. What inspired you to, to write this thing? Um, actually a friend inspired me. Um, so I'd left the mansion. It was weird. Like that whole experience it was like a decade of my life. It was very weird. Um, it was pre me too. And a lot of that stuff. Um, so I left and took like a handful of years to just digest what had happened. And then I had a friend suggest that I should write a book and not let, not let Hef control like the narrative because he controlled it for so long. And he was so particular about everything, but I think perspectives, other perspectives are important from that time. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> How long did it take you to write it? Uh, two years. So, yeah. So I started on, I think it's been like six years since he died now. So I started it like around year four. I started like writing notes and, you know, there after therapy and stuff like writing. <laughs> Oh, it's so weird. You left the therapy part out of your book. (laughs) I know. So I've been in a lot of therapy since then, uh, trying to figure it out. Because I I started having a hard time, like, in dating relationships. I can only imagine. I'm like, this is weird. Because I was in this relationship with a, you know, (laughs) was like octogenarian. (laughs) But he was like 91. Right, right. By the time he passed away. But... And rewarded for being like codependent and it was weird and I, I don't know. It was it was so I was trying to unravel that and figure out who I am and try and have a healthy life. Right. It's like a it's like a cult. <laughs> like a weird a that's, weird cult. That's uh, interesting that you say that. I actually interviewed a woman that um I think she really was in a cult. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I oh kept and goodness. she kept denying it. And I was like, okay, so like your cult. <laughs> you know, yeah. why do you all wear white? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's interesting because it, it is like a cult, but then there's also that like cool, like pop culture aspect to it, mm-hmm. which I think like with, you know, your background, like there's that like really cool like pop culture, like fun to it as well. So it was it's fun. like, it was definitely. Yeah, so it's like, um, yeah, there's, there's, 
you know, good and bad to everything. So. I was in a gladiator cult. You're in a playboy cult. <laughs> <laughs> I watched uh, the, the document, your documentary, um, and they referenced playboy in there. Somebody did. Okay. The reason they referenced it is because, um, zap actually Ray Hollett did an issue Okay. Of Playboy. Okay. Because it was like, yeah. in the very beginning, somebody was talking about putting the show together and they were like, something like meets Playboy, something in the very beginning. And then that I, I missed. I don't even know what that is. But yeah, Zap And then did Zap Playboy. was in Playboy. Yep, exactly. And then she got kind of banned off to the side because she did Playboy. Oh my goodness. Well, I it was, think about the time back then. I mean, yeah. we were like, um, what is that, late 80s? And it was like, oh, that's a no-no. You know, kind it's of a, thing. It's a no-no around then. Like it was a no-no to, to be in Playboy, Penthouse, whatever. And it was a no-no for me to be gay. Everything was a no-no, you know. And so, therefore, that was just the time. Yeah. You know, and now we've evolved, yeah. obviously, so much. And nobody just gives a shit about anything. Yeah. I think Playboy was, like, cool in, like, the early 2000s or late mm -hmm. 90s. Something like that. It was, like, 2008 when I was there initially. So it was right. cool then. Yeah. It was something that, like, was prestigious maybe. Maybe, yeah. So for me, like Mrs. Nobody. <laughs> so you wrote the book. Um, you had to have a little therapy afterwards, and I mean, the beginning, the middle, the end, everything in your book was so just like it was like I was on the edge just reading it and just going through it, and and it did answer a lot of questions that I personally had, you know, um, which I'm sure a lot of people are gonna have the same questions because we're all just creatures of habit. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have the stupid stupid questions in our head you know like did they all sleep together you know, I mean, how stu and ludicrous is that that's I mean, the I have answers so like, right? yeah that's all in there right there's nothing yeah. yeah you do it's very honest how did you feel once you finished writing the book was it that that purge of oh my god it's finally out uh i was a little scared i was like oh i talk about all kinds of stuff like tell me what you're afraid of though what people are going to think? Um, I guess putting my like very personal, private things, things out there. Yeah. Uh, I think the two main topics are like sex and death. And yeah. those have always been kind of hard topics mm -hmm. for me. So, um, yeah, just putting that all out there. But I don't have, I don't have anything to run or hide from. So <laughs> put it all out there. It's just like, bleh. There <laughs> you go. Yeah. Um, now there, there came a, there, there was a clip that came to me that, um, I actually saw and we just talked about it for a moment that Candace Owen actually did a clip and I want to play part of it and I want your response and your reaction if you don't mind. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would be awesome. All right, Jeff, let's, let's play it and see here. Hear it. Yeah, we got it. Brace ourselves. Buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> And I, the thing that I take issue with is people recategorizing the decisions that they made because they were young and they were stupid and they were immature, but undoubtedly they were decisions that they made and pretending that suddenly they're victims, right? She's not saying that she came from a trailer park. She's not saying that she didn't have any access. He didn't find her in a strip club. She's saying that she was 21 and she wanted to go to a cool party. We've all been there before. I've been very open with you guys about the amount of red bull vodka that I consumed from the ages of 18 to 23, probably ages 18 to 24, if I'm being honest. I'm very honest with you guys about me waiting outside of a line at One Oak and, 
you know, wanting to dance on a bar and next door at the electric room until 3 a.m. in the morning while I was living in the city in my early 20 years. But I don't pretend to recast those decisions as well. I was a victim when I was taken advantage of, like, why did the bouncer let me in at 1 a.m. after I had consumed eight Red Bull vodkas? He shouldn't have let me in. I just, I really have an issue with women pretending that they're stupid, right? That they, that they didn't do anything to contribute to where they ended up because I had these friends. There were some of us that wanted to go out and wanted to go to the bar and wanted to go to the club and wanted to party with our girlfriends and dance all night and then go back home. And then there were the girls that were looking for powerful men. I have these friends. I, have, I, I had a best friend who I lost because she became one of these girls. We went out to a bar. She met a rapper. And then she became a groupie for the next 10 years of her life, literally. I haven't spoken to the girl in... In 10 years, probably, I ran into her and her life is horrible. You know, she now works at the Four Seasons, you know, checking people in and she had so much potential, but she (laughs) thought that she could exchange her sex and her youth for power and it didn't work out for her. Well, in the circumstance of Crystal Hefter, it actually did work out for her. She exchanged her sex and her youth for power. This is a normal dynamic between men and women. Women think, oh, he's going to take care of me. He's powerful. I'll never have to want anything in my life. I don't have to do anything. And men think she's hot, she's sexy, she's young. And I'm sorry, that's how it works. It's an exchange. You, you, you made a deal and you don't get to then revoke it after the fact. And that's a little that's bit good, what Jeff. this you feels like. That. And again, I'm not trying to judge her. So, <laughs> so what I have an issue with here is that she considered you, that you, you were saying that you were a victim. I read your book. You did not say you were a victim. You didn't come across as a victim. You were just telling your story. Yeah, I definitely think that she needs a copy of the book. And yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah, it's interesting to to call me a victim, but it was it was interesting everything she was saying. Yeah, she's like, oh, she wasn't in a trailer or she wasn't a stripper, so she's gonna be a, she could, like, oh, if I was, then I could be a victim. Like <laughs> that was so weird. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was kind of a very very strange thing, and it, and it's like, and then the very beginning of the Candace Owen, it's um. I just, it's so funny. It's like, I don't know Candace and now I know you and I read the book and I'm a little protective and I'm like, That's she didn't so even sweet. say that. That's you know, so I'm like, sweet. did she not read the book? <laughs> yeah, I think she um, needs a copy because I'm definitely not a victim. And yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't, I didn't have a privileged life as you, you read, you know, yeah. at one point, like I was just in a one bedroom with my mom in someone else's house. Um, so to me, that was all exciting. It was, it was powerful. It was enticing, exciting. And I was young and impressionable and yeah, I'm sure I don't regret it or I'm not trying to take it back or undo it. Like that was just my life. That's just the path I went down. You know? Exactly. Like and we you all just, like, <laughs> exactly. And you wrote a book about it. It's yeah. like, I started thinking about when I was 20 and I, I'm sorry, but it's like when you're 20, you're in a whole different mindset. You're yeah. still a baby. You're yeah. still young. And and I'm not saying that, you know, people would go, well, that's an excuse. Well, no, not really. It's There are so many things that so many 20-year-olds do that we look back and go, huh, Yeah. maybe I could have done that a little differently or yeah. maybe I could have done this, you know, differently. But when I read your book and you were like, okay, I went to the Halloween party and then I got the phone call. The one thing that I wanted to know is your reaction when you got the phone call. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I think I would have been jumping up and down. <laughs> yeah, it was a voicemail. Like, I had missed the call. I didn't recognize the number. And the voicemail was like, 
I don't know if he asked me to move in in the voicemail, but it was something like, this is Hugh Hefner, like in his. <laughs> Did you have to replay it again yeah, to make like, sure what? that this, this wasn't a so joke? This is so weird. It, it all felt like a dream. And being so young, it, um, yeah, even more so. Yeah. And I remember calling back and said, yeah, of, you know, of course I'll, I'll move in. And I, as fast as I could before anyone changed their mind. Right. <laughs> because to me, this was just like, I was going to school for psychology. I had my own problems. I didn't know if I could be a psychologist. And I had this experience where I got to, you know, see how the other half live. Yeah. It's like. And that's that's something. <laughs> yeah. Like when someone's at the top, like you think, oh, you know, they're so rich and powerful and they must work really hard. Like once you get to the place Hef was, like you just get to chill like yeah. you, <laughs> while yeah. everyone else kind of you is know, working like they're, it's did, like the worker bees. Yes. He just did what he wanted and, you know, got to look at beautiful, sexy photos and <laughs> not this one and this one and figure out the rest editors. <laughs> like, I was like, what a life. When you think about it, he's the only man in history. Think about that for a second. He's the only man in history that has been with the most beautiful women on earth. Yeah. A lot of yeah. them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's like not just a few, not just 10, 20. It's like a lot Yeah. throughout history. He yeah. made a business and a life out of it. Yeah. Which some people would call it fascinating. Some people would call him, you know, like Candace called. And I'm a pervert. And a she, lo and she loves she, she really went after <laughs> pervert, him. Pervert. You know? she, she liked his word pervert big time. Pervert's um, a good word, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no matter It's a very how, strong word. <laughs> no matter how you look at it, he made a business out of it. Out he of did. beautiful women. He did make a business out of it. You know, um, I, ha I definitely have to ask this question, and that is how much of the Playboy magazine was airbrushed? Because everybody oh goes, oh, gosh, it was right? so fucking airbrushed. Right? I mean, I, I feel like it was airbrushed, but the lighting was also very good. Mm -hmm. They had so much budget that they would recreate like entire settings inside of studios that with just the perfect lighting, just the sets were Phenomenal. so impressive. Yeah. Like one girl, it was like she was on the beach in Miami, like during sunset, like they had a tray of water and wow. everything. And, and just, you could be anywhere, snow or wherever. And they were so believable, the, the sets and, and lit so it. well. Yeah. So I think it was a combination of having lots of money for best sets, best lighting and retouching on top. I'm sure. Little retouching. Oh my God. Yeah. I had implants and one of them was like <laughs> trying to ex like come out of my body because my body was rejecting it. So I'm like, Oh, can you tweak that one? Like back to straight. <laughs> they did. <laughs> so. Oh, I, well, the reason I know this too is because the gladiator that actually did Playboy, uh, she had a, a breast reduction and I know what the scars look like on that. And I saw those Funny enough, there was not one scar on her boob. Oh, they were yeah. perfect. Yeah. You know, so that all was a little retouching. Yeah, all scars are gone. I mean, obviously, the girls coming in, their bodies are pretty much flawless anyway. So the lighting and everything else just enhances it. Yeah. You know? It was, it was hard. It was a lot of those people, especially when you're, like, genetically just not gifted in certain ways and you're trying to, like, work out as much as you can yeah. or get the surgeries or... Um, but yeah, there some girls would come in and just naturally, I don't know, gravity defying, like 
perfect people. So yeah, that's that. It's so <laughs> rare, you know. I know, and then and then Hef would give some people new names, even really. Yeah, I he'd rename that. them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he liked We names. don't like Susan, <laughs> so we're gonna change it to But then if someone had a if someone had a name that was really good naturally, she had also better chances of getting in. Like there was a there was a candy loving. And there was a rainy day. No. Yeah, rainy day Jordan. No. So, yeah. Wow, that's so like a stripper like name. The, I know. It was like the the fantasy along with the name and everything. Like it was a whole whole thing for him. I think he was also into like the twins thing. Huh. There was I twins. I that kind of creepy. Yeah. With men. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to be with the same two. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't it's know. Creepy. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It is. Oh my God. There was like, I, <laughs> I with, can't even like, yeah, it's like just go there. <laughs> going through that. I know. Okay. Like you just said, okay. Do you ever have like all of a sudden thoughts in your head and you go, whoa, stop. Don't go there. Don't yeah. go to the dark place. Don't go to the dark place. <laughs> does that ever happen? Yes. A lot. So that happened to you? Yeah, <laughs> like, do it, you does, have, it does. Do it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I get minor, minor, a little less traumatic just by being kicked off. Let's say the human cannibal. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> oh my gosh! I, mean, I want to ask you all about um, that. No, but it was it was interesting because I had actually been to the mansion twice, and one was um, for movie night. Believe it or you not, did. I went to movie night, and I went there with a um, producer that I met. Okay, so. For me, after Gladiators, I wanted to get into acting and I wanted, you know, to do more in the industry because I got a taste of the lifestyle, okay, yeah. because I, I grew up poor. Yeah. And and I mean that because my mom made our clothes. She sewed our clothes. My dad worked an eight to five, you know, nine to five job and we didn't have any money. So therefore, when I got a taste of the Gladiator lifestyle, the limos picking me up, <laughs> flying first class, you know, five star hotels, I was like, oh, fucking love this, yeah, you know, right. kind of thing. <laughs> And then when Gladiators ended, it all went away. Yeah. So then I started getting, you know, I wanted to get in the industry. So I was meeting producers and going out with directors. And besides them trying to, you know, feel me up in their front seat the whole time, it was just like, Jesus, come on. You know, it was seriously, I went through that whole thing. It's oh like, I'm gosh, gay. They were stories. like, I don't give a shit. You know, they I don't like, give a shit. <laughs> I can turn Even you. Better. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I went with a producer um, to movie night, and it was really interesting. That was my word for it. Interesting. Do you remember what day of the week it was? I don't. Okay. I couldn't. Was I it couldn't. like a really old movie? Or? Yes. Oh. It was a very, very old movie. Like a Casablanca night. He Probably. It. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was a Casablanca. And then there was food everywhere, you know, and everybody tried to look important. That's what I always, always laughed yeah. about. I was like, you know, it's like, come on. Um, the producer who took me, you know, thought he was probably going to get lucky at the end of the night. Well, that shit didn't happen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's call him out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but then the second time I went was at a party and all the girls were painted. Oh, that was fun. And that was amazing. Yeah, because I was looking around and I didn't even know they were painted at first. And all of a sudden it kind of like dawned on you. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I remember our Mark Frazier was like in charge of the painted ladies most of the time. Um, they looked good. Like the outfits yes. were very creative. <laughs> very creative. Very <laughs> so creative. good. Um, I yeah. mean, just everything that, you know, you you went through with living in the mansion and everything and then 
the girls next door came along. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was weird. And I remember on your Instagram, you're like, I fucking hated that show. <laughs> like that show sucked. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we were kind of just thrown on it. Like, oh, so you didn't have a choice, did you? Not really. It's like, oh, we're just going to replace the old girls with the new girls. And I think, you know, the girls had left on their own accord. I think Holly went to go date Chris Angel. Bridget had met someone at the mansion. Kendra was, I don't know, almost married already <laughs> to Hank. Um, so they replaced them with us. And yeah, it was hard because I wasn't, wasn't really into that kind of stuff. That Holly You seemed Bridget, a little shy at first. Oh, so I'm still kind of shy, but... Yeah, I was definitely shy on that show. It was all these things that I wasn't that into, you know, like all the decorating and... Yeah, neither am I. Well, <laughs> I, hate, I hate decorating. Here's the funny thing. I love Christmas. I love Christmas. I hate decorating for it. Yeah. Hate it. I don't know why. Just hate decorating. Do you have anything up yet? No. Oh, I did. <laughs> you right, have your yeah, tree yeah. up. I know. I saw yeah. that. Now I'm on Instagram with you. I'm like, that bitch has her tree up already? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I know. Maybe to just enjoy it longer, but I do. I love the holidays. But yeah, the the old girls next door they would decorate and spend days just coordinating outfits or having their outfits made and designing them. And it's just I just don't have the patience for that, that kind of stuff. I don't either. <laughs> like, oh, no, it's and it's interesting to me that you said that um, basically Hef got like four hundred thousand per episode, and you guys didn't get a dime. Yeah. How did you? I mean, how did you even? feel justify uh, I mean did you could you could you say anything at that point about it um or was it just like hey here's the deal <laughs> I think you're just so excited to be there and when I watched your documentary I I related to there yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like all these people are just wanting to take all the money but yeah. you're like hey like we're the ones that the cameras are are oh filming that's it's weird so I knew Hef and the producer made 400 grand an episode and we didn't get anything. Um, That's when, crazy. When the DVD came out of Girls Next Door season six, I went to New York. They gave me like 5,000 to go promote it. Mm -hmm. So like, oh, cool, finally some money. Yeah. And so the first thing I promoted it on was Howard Stern like, yeah. in New York. And that was like a massive um, shit show. Did he rip you apart? Yes. Okay, so I was trying to find it because I'm like, I gotta like bring this back up. Yeah, it's gone. Like <laughs> he, Howard Stern invited me to be on his show when I first got on Gladiators. I I declined. You did. I so did you decline knew, like because I knew he would just rip me apart. And at that point in time, first of all, I hate. There's certain words that I can't stand. My first word that I can't stand is the word dyke. Can't stand it. And I yeah. knew he was gonna call me that. I knew he was going to say it because he knew I was gay and he was going to use That's the word, so you're a dyke. And I was like, oh, I God. just didn't want him to rip me apart in that oh, area. Yeah. He went straight like I'm an easy target. So he like went straight for the, you know, for the jugular. Did you, you know, what were the orgies like? How were the orgies? You know, did you hook up with mostly men or women or how does how's Hef get jealous? Like all this like crazy stuff where I'm just like, yeah. yeah, I wasn't ready to talk about anything like that. Yeah. And yeah, you just had to keep, I had to keep on, kept this, kept protecting half, I guess, at that point. I'm like, oh yeah. Well, you kind of, you're in it, so you kind of have to at that point. Yeah. And I understand that and yeah. I relate to that and I get that. And a lot of people don't understand that. You can't come out and rip somebody apart when you're in it, when you're in the middle of it. No. There's no way. No, no. And that's when you have some distance and 
you know, you can watch Candace Owens and the word pervert and you're like, ha ha. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, whatever. Well, and then she goes, she said something like this. She goes, oh, they all come out after he passed away. It's like, well, you couldn't do it when he was alive. You know, yeah. it's kind of like you can't do that. Yeah. I mean, I, when I, he was alive, I was so sucked in, like all my mental capacity was just trying to help him because he was older and just, you're in this bubble, like literally. Yeah, I like get that. that. House. I get that. It was weird. <laughs> All right, so we are going to take a quick little break right now um, to hear from one of our sponsors. And when we come back, I we're going to talk to where she's, where Crystal's at today, where she's going, and stay right here. We'll be right back. For those of you that want to rock my gear, check out my store at icetshirts.com. Find the gladiator in you with these iconic styles. Get your chillin' with ice gear along with many other cool styles such as the OG Gladiator. We have that in t-shirts, hats, and hoodies. Plus my all-time favorite, the beautiful badass t-shirt. I've got a hat to match that one and so much more. Score your ice merch today, icetshirts.com, where legends live on. So we were talking about... Um, all kinds of fun things, but so many things. Uh, so many things. Oh my god, <laughs> I could literally spend like two to three hours with you right now. Um, but it's okay. So I relate to you on so many different levels on like what we were just saying, um, which I completely just my brain just went. <laughs> Where were we, Crystal? <laughs> we were talking about. Um, I, we were talking about how like when you're in it, it's hard mm. to. Um, kind of reflect or like talk about it and, and I'm, I'm sure with you too with with your show like it takes being away from it to reflect back on you know oh it is it's so hard because and then with my situation basically it didn't matter and same with your situation it didn't matter if I kicked and screamed and wanted to do something it didn't matter nothing was going to change it was it, it, it was what it was at the time did you feel replaceable absolutely like, yeah me too it didn't matter. It's like, and and they actually held that over our head. Uh, oh, you don't want to sign this? Oh, we can just replace you. Uh, Literally. And so you put all your time and effort and hard work and, you know, your heart and soul into something. And yet you don't feel, you don't feel valued. You don't feel respected. You don't feel like a human that has anything to say. They're like, oh, we can just replace you. Yeah. And it's kind of a sucky feeling. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to feel... Um, that you don't have value. Yeah. And especially coming for me coming from, you know, somewhere where I had to just feel like I had to fit in to survive, you know, it, it's, it's hard. And um, especially being valued for your physical. Mm -hmm. And I think you too, like with that, like oh, you're God, valued yeah. on what you look like. Yeah. And with you and then keeping your body a certain way. Mm -hmm. I mean, our, it's, I can't even imagine what it was like for you. Part of that but time. it's the same. You yeah, had just, to keep your body a certain way. You had to keep it a certain level. Stuff the implants in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then you even talk about that and you had some issues with your implants. You had to take them out. Yeah. Um, and then you tried the f uh, fat replacement and then you almost died on the table, which we're yeah. going to talk about because I got to replace mine. Um, really? <laughs> yes. I've, I know so many people that because. I talked to my, my, about my story publicly, so a lot of people responded. And so I've been kind of doing a little bit of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and like personal research, like certain brands of implants are better than others, I've noticed. Oh, interesting. Don't make people sick. Okay. So I don't know. That's good to know. 
Yeah. yeah. So there's Allergan and there's Mentor. Okay. And Mentor people seem to be doing better than Allergan people. Interesting. What happened with the, the fat replacement thing? Um, I mean, how, because there's so many things that, you know, you said you almost bled out, basically. I mean, I, I guess I, that's a whole other conversation, but yet at the same time, I mean, it's a little scary. Yeah. I remember when I had the implants taken out and, um, yeah, I was, I was comfortable with it. I was happy. But then after two years, I thought, okay, I'm going to get a fat transfer. And the fat transfer is where they take fat from all around your body and like put it into your, into your And breasts. you don't have any fat on your body. <laughs> I think I was like a hundred. <laughs> now I'm like, I don't know, 134 or something, but I was like 118 pounds when I did the fat transfer. And I went to this doctor that's known for it in Florida. Um, I'm not going to mention his name, but I, but I went there and yeah, he took fat from literally everywhere that he could. Right. Like it was like, from my legs, my even my arms, stomach, back here. I don't have like any muffin top thing right, anymore. Right. It's like all sucked out. Yeah. Even from like the like mound crotch part. Wow. Yeah. He was really I saw like trying. a little hole there. I'm like, wait, I don't even have any much fat there. How did that happen? Damn. But from everywhere. And then just um put it in there and it worked. Okay. You know, I'm 34C. So it worked. And it stayed. It stayed. See, that was always my question is when you do a fat transfer, I mean, wouldn't your fat metabolize and let's say you lost weight, you're going to lose the fat weight. Yeah, it kind of has been That's really pretty, interesting. Yeah, and I had an ultrasound and she said, oh, the fat looks healthy. And, That's good. But when I went home from the procedure, he had left. So they, to get the fat easier, they fill your body with fluid. Okay. So you kind of look big and puffy on the operating table, which I don't know how much fluid, can you drown right. your organs? I don't know. Right. And so he, all the places he went in for the, the lipo, he kept the holes open so that the fluid can drain out. Okay. So I was like kind of spilling. That's weird. <laughs> I know, it's a little weird. Um, and then I just, I just ended up losing too much blood. Okay. Like losing, you know, maybe my iron levels were low before I went in there. I should have... Right. Or he should have checked. He should have checked. <laughs> yeah, he should have checked, not you. <laughs> um, but I ended up going to the ER and my hemoglobin hemoglobin dropped to like, I think below seven. And wow. Um, they said, we can't let you leave without a uh, blood transfusion. Whoa. So I ended up getting the blood transfusion, slowly got better. That's crazy. But, yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll off later on we'll talk about that. <laughs> Now, you know, it, you're, you're also saying that you're, you're, you know, talking to people so you can help people. And that's what you read, you know, you wrote your book, you know, so that if you can help people when they respond to you, I guess the biggest question is, is, is what are people actually writing in to you? And, and like, what is your message um, out? Well, when I was at the mansion, I ended up getting really sick with Lyme disease and toxic mold and the breast implant illness. So I started talking about that on social media, and I had a lot of people reach out to me wanting help, uh, which doctor to go to, how to detox, all of these things. So I would start helping people that way. And then um, I started becoming closer with like different fans through mm -hmm. the years, and they would talk to me about their relationships and they're in a relationship with uh, someone who's, you know, emotionally abusive or financially abusive. Um, so talking about that or, or a relationship with a narcissist, I feel like a lot of people are running into those problems lately. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, 
just a matter of fact, Hef was a narcissist. So I think sharing the stories um, and helping other people, you know, if I can do that, then. So your psychology is coming into play. I'm trying. <laughs> I need to finish school. I need to go back. And Are you going to? Yeah, I want to. Okay. So I think that would be nice. How many years would it take to get your degree? Oh, my gosh. Um, so I could just finish up a few credits for the bachelor's. Okay. And then I, you know, maybe master's and maybe doctorate. I'm not sure. So I have a saying. It's never too late to be what you should have been. That's so sweet. That's so good. It's too late for me, but it's not too late for <laughs> it's you. It's never too late for you either. <laughs> it's never too late. I always, um, I wanted to go to chiro uh, chiropractic college and I wanted to become a chiropractor. Like if anything, and I, I remember this and it's funny, it's so ridiculously stupid. I was 30 and I went, oh, it's, I'm, I'm too old. It's way too late now. Really? Yeah. And at that point in time, uh, all, all chiropractic college couldn't even say it right. Um, all it required was a two-year um, two degree and then a four-year chiropractic college degree. Oh, wow. Now it's eight. Oh, my god! So I would literally be like, it's just, it's way too much school That's now. a lot. That's it like a- It is. So you'd have to be, be like a medical doctor yeah, to be a chiropractor? Almost. Yep, almost like oh that. Oh, my goodness. So I'm just like, uh-uh, not no. at all. So what do you- um, do girls come to you like with any kind of body images, any issues? Oh I mean, I'm sure you get a shit yeah. ton of that. Social media is, it's hard and it it's sucks for that. Screwed a lot of people up. It is, yeah. Like mentioning in the book, like leaving leaving the mansion and realizing like that toxic stuff is everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone trying to, I don't know. It's like what what I looked like as a teenager versus like teenagers now. Like it starts young, people yeah. feeling like they have to change themselves and. Um, yeah, I do have people asking me, you know, how they can be more comfortable with themselves. And it's like, I'm still learning myself. I think we, it's, it's a constant learning, you know, and, and I was talking to my mom about this, you know, I, I actually asked my, my mom's 82 uh -huh. and I go, so mom, what was, I know a playboy was around when you were younger. I said, so what was your take on it? What was dad's take on it? What was, you know, how was all that body image? You know, we started talking about models and how skinny they are and how, you know, girls, everybody's saying, well, the models were too skinny and it gave the wrong message yeah. to females at a young age. I think the pendulum has swung a little too far in the opposite direction now, to be quite yeah. honest with you, to where now they've taken out the Victoria's Secret models and they've replaced them with 250-pound models. Mm -hmm. They've taken out same thing in Target. You walk through Target and you just see these... 200 pound women wearing lingerie, you know, yeah. and to me, it's, it went in the, the opposite wrong direction because now are you promoting? Yes. Be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Love yourself for who you are. Be comfortable with who you are. But at the same time, are we promoting obesity? Are we yeah. promoting? I mean, I'm sorry, but when they're that heavy, there's the number one killer in the U S is heart failure you know, and diabetes. And I mean, you name it, it just goes along the yeah. list. So to me, I don't look at the models and I don't look at people to where it's like, if they're saying that they're promoting the wrong image, it's like, no. I, and I think what's happening is in America, let's teach people how to eat. Let's teach mm -hmm. people how to exercise. Let's teach people how to be healthy. 
healthy and look strong. healthy look healthy and strong <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's like i want to be strong yes but yeah. it's like they don't do that they just go from one opposite to the other opposite i can understand that yeah i definitely have heard the stories of the victoria's secret models like just eating cotton balls and things like that oh yeah. i haven't heard those stories <laughs> <laughs> they're like so hungry that but they, that's like, insane yeah they just like wet a cotton ball and like eat those it's so and i know and then the now it's like yeah, I, can, I understand. I definitely understand. I, I've, I think that our society is still figuring it out. They will figure it out until we're all gone. <laughs> They'll still be figuring it out until we're all replaced by robots. I think what it is is whatever the money making issue is at the time. Whatever, whatever mm. is money making money at the time is where they jump on board. Yeah, poli whatever's political. Politically correct. Politically correct. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's, we all know the health and beauty and fitness industry is a gazillion dollar business. Yeah. You know, so whatever the new fad diet is. Yeah. Yeah. I know. mean, I'm falling for it. I still, I, you know, I got into some new like face creams and. Yeah, that's different. We all do that. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are prescription. Like people were asking my skincare thing. I'm like, I don't know if it's, is it legal? I don't know. Oh no. I have no issue telling people that are like, well, how do you, why do you look the way you look? I go, um, I have a team, Botox, fillers, yeah, <laughs> hair, Botox. makeup. You know, uh, and then there's like all like tretinoin, tretinoin, hydro. Oh god! All, the, all these different like ingredients. Oh, it's I started like rubbing those on. I don't know. Yeah, if it helps, but anything does. I, I honestly, when I was 30, my my mom was like, moisturize, moisturize, stay out of the sun, and I was like, why? I was a sun worshiper. I was like, this. <gasps> oh my gosh! I understand. yeah, I only started getting into the skincare stuff, and I remember Hef's secretary Mary. She was like. I don't know, in her 80s. Yeah, she was old. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't have one wrinkle. Really? Yeah. And, and and I'm like, you don't have any wrinkles. She said, oh, I rub, rub shark oil all over my face every day. Shark oil. Shark oil. And she even got me a bottle. It was like this old school looking thing. And I didn't think anything of it. But now I'm like, wait, what was that? Like, Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the main ingredient is called like squalene, squalene or squalene. Interesting. So I got some of that. It's like from the sea. And I've been... Doing a little. Seeing if that helps. Oh, my God. <laughs> Especially when you get back into dating. You're like, what do I, I need to look. How is that now? I mean, how do you, how do you go from, how do you go from that lifestyle to back to civilian life? Um, Was it a big, huge transition for you? I think civilian life in the way of like, now it's my own house and stuff. I felt... Like, oh, now I at least have some privacy. And I just felt like, okay, this is like my own kitchen. It felt nice to, in that way. But um, the, and the dating stuff, I have no idea. It's a mess. Oh, God. How do I people don't even, meet people? Like, I don't know. You, I don't, you can't meet people in the wild. It's all on a dating app, right? It's so bizarre. I don't know. I would literally world. hate to be single now. Yeah. I mean, even teenagers. I mean. I don't know. I think everyone meets on apps now. Yeah, but then you got to weed them out, and they're weird, and they're creepy, and you don't know who's who, and... Yeah, I met some bad ones. You met some bad can only imagine. <laughs> I've learned all about lots of different um, personality disorders, I guess. Oh, like, yeah. No offense to a lot of those, but right. for me, after what I've been through, like I, it's hard for me to deal with. I bet you're just like, eh, red flag, eh. 
<laughs> Red yeah. flag. But then now I meet a normal person. And I'm like, oh, you're so boring. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they got to have some fucked up weird core. Yeah, yeah, like, Jeremy, oh, okay. met, Jeremy met one the other day and <laughs> he's like, oh, he's it's way too nice. He's way too nice. <laughs> way too normal. It's I don't know. Bore you. Like, a little bit of, I don't know. Like <laughs> a little bit of spice, right? Oh my god. Okay, so here's I have to ask a question that my girlfriend wanted to ask. Okay. Ready for this one? Yeah. What made Hef marry you and not Holly? Interesting. That's a great question. Because Holly wanted to get married. She did. And I think she wanted it kind of too much or too bad. That's why I was wondering. Yeah. And he was just kind of like, eh. Yeah, I think so. And I think he was also married. Still married a lot of the relationship with Holly to his ex-wife, Kimberly, mm -hmm. the Marson and Cooper's mom. Kimberly, she's just, I don't know. I met her once and there was like not much behind her eyes. I was like, I was like anyway. Um, but she had the next door house and I remember Hef sold it for 10 million and gave her five and then kept five. Okay. And then she sued him for five. She, she sued. Yeah, he sued. She, she oh knew God, he had it. So, um, um, when they broke up, Kimberly said she wanted to stay married for, married for the children. Okay. So they were married like way extra longer, went way more years than they should have been. Okay. And I think it's because of like some kind of monetary thing. Right. To be honest. Like, yeah. Like, oh, she, she's smart. She knows what she was doing. Right. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. Um, so he was still married to Holly. I mean, married to Kimberly, Kimberly while he was with Holly for some of those years. Okay. So I think he couldn't really marry um, her. And maybe she knew that and she pushed it and she wanted kids. And I think they tried for kids. When I was there, I think I was not pushing for it. You just didn't care? No, I was there and it was fun. And there were cool opportunities that I knew I wouldn't have if I wasn't there, mm -hmm. you know. And yeah, I wasn't really pushing for it. And I think because of that, that it happened. Because I remember one day Mary just asked me in the office, she said, um, what kind of ring do you like? You're like, what? Like, huh? <laughs> right, what? <laughs> and I think I was 24. Um, and I said, I don't know, like square? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just telling her an answer and she goes oh no 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 round like round's better because then it sparkles then why'd she even ask you i know so <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then half at christmas just handed me a music box and i opened it up and there was a, a ring in there he didn't say will you marry me or anything he just said he hoped it fits and i remember in your book you're like and i never said yes yeah i'm like i there was never a proposal and i picked a pink dress because i'm like I don't know. I just felt like some made up bullshit. I'm like, right. I'm like, oh, maybe he wants this to be like a PR story, like the end yeah. of his life. And because it didn't really feel like the in love type of marriage thing. And I picked a pink dress on purpose. Did you actually, I mean, <laughs> there, ha was it, was it, there had to be a point though that you maybe kind of felt like he was in love with you um, or no? I felt like there was love. I felt like the best way he knew how. Okay. You know, most of the conversations were just about himself and um yeah, it was it was tough. It was tough, but the best way he knew how, I think. Yeah. He he loved me. That's he, good. he did say things like when our dog had died and he said, you know, Charlie and I'll be waiting for you on the other side and things like that that were really sweet or you know, I wish I would have met you earlier so that I have more time with you and you know, he did say really sweet romantic things and would cry during 
you know, romantic parts in movies, but I think he loved me the best way he knew how. And I loved him in a way of like kind of respect or. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. 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 But, but I knew these things about him, like the negative things. And it wasn't until me too that I'm like, felt a bit justified and you're like, oh, my feelings. You're like, oh, there it is. Yeah, like I, he died in September and Me Too happened, I think, October mm -hmm. 2017. So he was like, right in time. <laughs> like, what if that would have come out before? The Me Too stuff? Yeah. It started to. Um, I think it started to with Bill Cosby. Yeah, I remember that. He was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. yeah. And then like he the, would drug his girls? Yeah. It's creepy. They try to bring it back to like the mansion and like he was at the mansion and all this really? stuff. Really? Half like pleaded the fifth. But I, De Cosby definitely was there. Yeah. But Hef was having his own fun and probably a different wing right. when that was going down. And I'm, I know uh, Cosby's not going to do that in, to people in front of Hef. Right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so Is it weird. weird for you to think and talk about it now? I mean, your girl, when that book comes out, you're going on a, you're going on a, you're going on a whole spread. Going you're going to have going people coming tour. after you going, choo, 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 choo. I know. I just... I don't know. I'm but trying to not to offend anybody. I was going to say, you get to pick and choose what you want to talk about and choose. Yeah. I'm just trying not to offend anybody because the way I talk about it now is just so like nonchalant. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Narcissist, misogynistic. Like, I'm like, sorry. It's the truth. Even yeah. the other people on the board of his foundation say the same thing. Right. Like, in some ways, he was absolutely like epic. In other ways, it was not so much. Just not. Yeah. Yeah. But now going forward, you're making a pretty cool life for yourself. You have a house in Hawaii, which is my fucking love Hawaii. I love oh, really? it. Really? Oh, my. Are you kidding? This is my whole oh. tattoo is nothing but Polynesian. This is from all the islands. I mean, oh I gosh. that's where I want to retire. Wow. You know, that's my that's my my end game goal is just to just have a house in Maui. Just kick it. Just that's love so life. Nice. Yeah. I love it there. It's gorgeous. Um, I really like Maui. Um, I'm on the Big Island, so. Big Island's gorgeous too. Oh my God. Um, I was there, I've been there twice. Okay. To the Big Island. It was pretty amazing. What what side are you on? Um, the volcanic side? or Like the, the rainforest kind of side. It's uh, like the east side of the island. Like Kona, I think, or no, something like that? No, the okay. other side, like the Hilo side. How do you, you have a self-sufficient house over there. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, so I have a, a catchment tank because I think Hilo's the rainiest city in yes, America. Yes, it is. So the water comes from the rain, and I have a solar system, and I have a little tiny house village. Mm -hmm. So there's three tiny houses. So at any time, I can just wheel them away. I just didn't want to disrupt the land. It's yeah, so beautiful. So, it is. Yeah, for now, I'm just have the little tiny house village. Super cool. <laughs> so you got your real estate license. You learned how to trade crypto, I guess? Yeah, Good yeah. Good for you, because I, I know nothing about really? crypto. That scares the shit oh out of gosh, me. Oh my gosh, I feel like you would kill it in that world. I, you would like... You can teach me, because I have no fucking clue on what oh to do with gosh, that. Oh my gosh, you would be like the Web3 queen for sure. <laughs> you need like an NFT collection. I don't even know what that means. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You, I, yeah. I, I, it's, it's so good. I love the finance part of life, believe it or not. Yeah. I love money. I love the... I love... I love... Um, Everything there is like trading. I learned how to, I I learned how to trade options during okay. COVID. 
well, you'd be great at NFTs. I did great. I lost my ass. <laughs> oh, I did great. No. I lost my ass. Oh, <laughs> you know, no. it's one of those kind of things. Yeah. yeah. I think the NFT market like crashed down, but it's coming back up and like Bitcoin. and. Yeah, but isn't that the time to buy when it crashes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just like the stock market. Yeah, mine crashed down with it, so I'm just waiting for it to, to come back up again. <laughs> to come back, yeah. yeah and so. what else are you doing? Um, I think between everything. real estate, real estate, and the book tour soon. And um, yeah, I'm starting a podcast, so it's 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 been fun. And tell me why you want to start a podcast. <laughs> I think I want to start one. I know it's like I want to start one to try and help people. Like if I can help somebody, then then I think. Um, I think it'll be good. And other people that have been in kind of hard situations or, you know, help people s- see themselves, love themselves and find their value. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Know their worth. Yes. Yeah. It's important. It's really important. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, I don't, I, it's interesting. I, I was in a situation when I was younger and I was in my twenties, pretty, very successful, rich dude asked me to have his child. Interesting. And he would take care of me for the rest of my life. Interesting. I think I waited about three seconds before I said no. Yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, I, I never wanted kids. I, yeah. I just knew. I knew. I know me. Yeah. You know, I just, I never wanted kids. I, I never had that instinctual motherly instinct unless it was towards all my animals. Yeah, you know. yeah. I have I I still don't have that, but maybe eventually it'll c- come in. Girl, maybe if you don't have it now, you're done. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why Hef liked me too. He's like, oh, she's not gonna want to like have kids. <laughs> exactly. The but only why? reason I and this sounds really terrible. The only reason I ever wanted to have a, a, a kid is to see what it looked like. Oh yeah, that's cute though. <laughs> that's I mean that's cute. I like that. I wanted like a little blonde haired, little blue eyed baby boy, so I could put him in surfer shorts so and dress. Awesome and you know, but then after that, it's like go away. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, maybe I'll. I don't know. I just that, never had that. That's crazy that um, someone offered that. You're so young. I was young. I was very. This life change. It's like kind of a life changing thing. Like, oh, now I have a child. Is that worth like? Yeah. No. What it's kind not. of money? Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I always wanted to make my own decisions. I always. I always like. That was the big thing for me. It was like, I want to date who I want to date. I was on the verge of, am I gay? Am I bisexual? What am I? Kind of thing in my 20s. And and I was still exploring. And I was just kind of like, I can't have somebody make these decisions for me yeah. kind of thing. And I knew that early on. Yeah. I wanted to make my own money so I could make my own decisions and date Good who I you. wanted to date and sleep with, who I wanted to sleep with, and you know, and that was that. Good for you. You know, yeah. um, no idea where I got that from. <laughs> oh my gosh, I needed some of that when I was <laughs> early 20s because I just molded into whatever Hef wanted me to be. Yeah, but that's all I'm you like, knew. Who am I? Like I'm trying to like, you know, unplug some wires and plug them back in where they're supposed to be. <laughs> but now you're you're in a position now to where it's like, okay, so, but you know what? You are today who you are today because of that experience. So true. And that experience is going to help a lot of people. Yes. And that experience didn't kill you. Yeah. Could have possibly, who knows? I mean, but it didn't. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe in your mind you're like, well, I don't know about that. But, um, but it didn't, you know, and now you're on the other side of it. And now you're, you're growing, you're getting stronger, you're getting more, you know, you're obviously super independent, you're, 
you know, you can be who you want to be now. And yeah. so with all of that, now you get to actually help other people. Yeah. So maybe yeah. it was for a reason. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think I, that sounds wonderful. And You're like, that sounded great. <laughs> I mean, that's so nice. And yeah, I mean, I agree and definitely happy to tell my story and I am not a, I'm not a victim, Candace Owens. <laughs> no, absolutely not whatsoever. But, you know, s some people are and it's devastating and it sucks and, you know, life is very hard and, you know, I just, I happen to be in some really unique situation and it was very public. So I think the world deserves to know about it. So absolutely. I owe it to everybody. <laughs> I'm glad you wrote it. Thank you. And I think a lot of other people are going to be extremely glad that you wrote it and that you're doing your podcast. Now, Thank tell you. me, besides besides helping people and stuff, I mean, um, your podcast. Let's talk about your podcast. Let's talk <laughs> podcast. about your podcast for a second. You're going to actually launch at the beginning of the year, though, correct? Yeah. With so, your book? Yeah, I'm going to have some episodes come out. Hopefully you can come Do on. Do you know the name of it yet? It's called Beneath the Surface. Perfect. So I'm going to have some episodes come out leading up to the book launch. And then once the book launch happens, I'm going to go chapter by chapter and bring in different experts for each chapter. Cool. So we're going to go through it. And there's a lot of, I have a grief counselor that's going to come on and different therapists and some people that, you know, are, are talked about in the book. So. How does it feel reliving it though? I mean, going through all this because you're 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 gonna go through it again. Yeah, it's been okay. Are you ready for it's that? It's been okay. Yeah, I, I when I started reading the pages, um, I had a collaborative writer help me. Like, I wanted to tell the story and craft it the best way possible. So I have a, you know, four times New York bestseller helping me and be on my team. And I told you a little bit about her. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so when I very first read what we had written and just went through, I just like started crying. Cause I'm like, finally, I feel like I have a voice. I always had to be this like quiet one behind half. And, uh, that was when I realized I'm like, wow, this is happening. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and reliving it is fine. And now I can just laugh with, you know, all my friends that like we all hooked up together in the yeah. bedroom, like right. Amber and right. everyone's right. name has been changed, but right, right. I'm like, you know, whatever. It was fun and had its funny, fun moments and whatever. It's fine. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to ask one last question. It gets to be a, a, a girl on girl sexual question. Okay. What, if, what if the girls weren't into girls? What happens then? What if they weren't into each other? Yeah. Um. Did they just... I mean, you can't I think fake they, that. I think they kind of tried to like fake it maybe, but honestly, I was more attracted to the women than I was to have. <laughs> so for me, it was fine. You're like, <laughs> for me, it was like, I'm so glad. They I'm so glad you're all here. <laughs> yeah. The gang's all here. <laughs> so that was fine. Yeah, it was fine. It almost was like, yeah, like people to like help or people to. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It made things way more. I know. I know when Holly was there, she was hoping like all the girls would be gone and it would just be her. Right. And when things quietened down for me, I was like, oh shit. Like, I don't yeah. want to do this by myself. I read like, that in your book. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I need help. Yeah. No, I, and I, I got that too, because when I was reading your book and I thought, and then when I read about, you know, kind of like the first experience that you went through in the bedroom, I was like, huh, 
I don't know if I could have looked at him differently the next day. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> looked at like, who differently? Like, like the... half. I mean, oh. it, it would have been so awkward. Like, really? ooh, I don't know about that. I just saw what went on in there. And I'm looking at you a little differently now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel, I feel like you become kind of... I know this is like kind of weird to say, but like numb to it all. I was just going to say numb. Yeah, yeah you it have just to. becomes like a this weird rotation where you become kind of numb to it all. Right. It's it's kind of weird. So I'm trying to <laughs> like, who am I <laughs> without that, that stuff? Part. Yeah. Yeah. You become numb to the sex stuff. You become numb to like seeing all these women all around. You're just. Um, That's funny. I like that. Thank God you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, can we uh, give her some money or something? Okay, well, and and it, I, I'm going to go on that for a second because the gentleman who actually was in love with me and wanted me to have his kid, I was like, can't we bring in some women? You know? And he's like, no. And I was like, oh, fuck. interesting. Yeah. Because it's usually the I opposite wished. way. Like if, you I, know, it, the Seriously. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding? You're the only odd one in the whole L.A. area that you don't want to see girl on girl. You're like, I almost said yes. Right, exactly. <laughs> Things might have been a little different if you would have let me bring in girls. Yeah. You know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, everyone, everyone has their thing. So Yeah. That's kind of funny. I'm sorry. Yeah. To, I don't mean to laugh at that, but it is kind of funny. I know. Sometimes like, I laugh at it now because to me, it's just whatever. I've already... Yeah gone past it and it, I can laugh at it. Yeah. But then people to. who maybe were in that situation too and felt like a little trauma, I'm like, oh, so sorry. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, um, I remember I went on Kendra's show. She was one of the girls next door and she yeah. talked about like uh, lying in the same bed or it was like some kind of, I don't know what she was, metaphor or something. And I'm like, oh, literally we were in the same bed. Yeah. And then she, she just like, <gasps> Like she's like, I can't talk about any of that stuff. And I'm like, really? Oh, sorry. She <laughs> but, seems like a little cray cray. <laughs> but I'm like, as soon as you talk about it, you'll be free. Like it'll be, yeah. it's fine. It's. Did she not want to talk about it or she couldn't talk about it? She, I guess she said when it gets to like, when she's in therapy and it gets to any of that stuff like that, she just can't talk about it. Was that just, it fucked her up that bad? I guess so. But to me, I'm like, that's the stuff you need to talk about. Yeah. If it fucks you up that bad, you need to talk about <laughs> it. You need to talk about it. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you're you're trapped in your own head. Yeah. Like, the sex stuff, I'm fine. Like, the it's the body image stuff that I still, like, wrestle with. Like, all that stuff. What do you mean, body image stuff? Like, scars and youth and all that stuff. Aging is hard. I don't know. Like Aging is hard for you? Yeah. Do you, you feel think? that way? I mean, you look... Seriously? You look How old like are you? Almost 40. Dude. <laughs> you got a while enjoy this shit right now do you you don't even know how old i am do you 40s oh i love her 40 i love her, her. i, I love like her looked up. i don't I, you don't have to say it's like oh i don't care i feel like did we look well i feel like i like tried to look you up or something i don't know do you know how old i am oh my god i fucking love you guys i'm 60 60 like yes. six zero? Six zero. I like that. Like six zero? <laughs> How? Yeah. Okay, can we get your skincare routine? <laughs> it's, it's not. Okay, so here's the thing. It's not about a skincare routine. It's, it's about a lifestyle. Yeah. I exercise. I eat good. Um, I, again, I still have my team of people. I do get, I have no problem telling people I, have, I get Botox. I get some fillers. I get my lips done once in a while. Um, what else? Oh. 
Um, I was talking the other day. I got my little eyelids done. You know how girl, sometimes oh. your eyelids get real heavy as you get older? Oh, mine's getting that. Oh, my, you're so far from it. <laughs> God. But it, usually when you get into your 50s, they start getting heavy. So I got the eyelids done and that kind of opens up your eyes again. Um, just little That's things. Cool, it's like little maintenance things along the way. And I did. I started when I was 40. Okay. And drink water. Um, I can't say my skincare regimen is anything really because I use probably cheap shit, really? you know? <laughs> um, I do think there's something with like from within. Absolutely. You know? I refuse to get old. I don't like, want to get old. And I notice you're a huge Disney freak, you know, know. and it's like, and I don't mean that freak wise. I just mean you're <laughs> oh, a, a, a Disney, you know, enthusiast. <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah. I mean, I wish I looked like a Disney princess. I'm... But it's, it's one of my favorite movies is Hook. Just oh, because cool. of, I just, I, I have that Peter Pan syndrome. I never That's wanted to grow cool. up. And um, I'm an Aries, and so it's kind of like I'm the, like the baby astrological sign. Yeah. And I think that's just who I am. Yeah, so I, I, I just... love that. And I think that that like, childlike wonder, yeah. like being able to retain that, like I think keeps keeps people young. Yeah. yeah. And as long as you have that, you'll stay young. So when you say, I'm a, I mean, I don't want to get old. And, and my friends are like, embrace it. Screw that shit. I'm not going to embrace it. <laughs> Your mom's probably like so beautiful too. My mom's 82 and she is, she's beautiful and she's so cute because Aww. she's like, if I had the money and she always does this, I'd get a facelift and she starts pulling her shit back, you know, it's oh my super cute. Yeah. My mom doesn't have the money, but still does all of that stuff. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she just has all these credit cards I have no idea about that are all maxed out. Like, right. Like, mom, you're getting to the age she's in her 70s where it's like you should, the risk and the reward is like. Yeah. <laughs> so in other words, I guess what I'm trying to say is you're 38, almost 40. And girl, you got such a long way to go. Enjoy every second of it. Thank you. Because enjoy the way you look now. Enjoy the way you look at your body now. Because I look back when I was bodybuilding and competing, I had a flawless body. I did not appreciate it back then. I, I was always like, yeah, but if I could just get rid of this right here and if I could just do this. And I was never, ever happy with the way I looked. Yeah. Sometimes that's a good thing. It's a bad thing because when it's a, a, a meaning that I'm always striving to be better yeah. or striving. But at the same time, I realized you're never going to look as good as you look right now. That's so true. It's so, so true. Just I, enjoy I looked it. back I look back at pictures in like mid twenties and yeah, picking myself apart. Yeah. Thinking that I looked ugly or yeah. thinking Yeah. So you can't do that. You gotta enjoy no the way you look right now. Yeah. Because you do get older. Your body, it's just the way we are. You, you're constantly dying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I say that laughingly only because of the fact that like our HGH, the mother hormone of us um, that keeps us young and youthful and our skin, mm -hmm. the elasticity and all that, it goes up to a peak at 30. Believe it or not, you hit 30 and then it just slowly is on a decline. Really? There are ways to slow that down. Okay, so when you do hit around 45-ish, 46-ish, definitely get your hormones checked because I've been on hormone therapy since I was 45-ish, I think, okay. maybe 50-ish. Hormones will keep your skin young, everything looking wow. young. It's a huge, beautiful thing. Yeah. And a lot of people are afraid of it, but they shouldn't be afraid of it because yeah. as long as you're in balance, you're great. Yeah. 
So that I contribute a lot to that as well. Yeah. You know, the inside of our hormones. Yeah, so that sounds important. And it sounds like, you know, that's later though. So you don't even oh, have yeah. to worry about that. It's just enjoy every <laughs> second of it, how you look right now. <laughs> Thank you. Because you look beautiful and there's no way that anybody, I mean, it's like, you should not even be concerned about aging. <laughs> Girl! <okay>. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. I so appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. I loved it. Awesome. And stick around because I have a five, I have maybe a two minute rapid fire question with you, which is a lot of fun. It goes on okay. my Patreon. Crystal, tell us where everybody can find you on social media. Just. I mean, you only have 3 million followers for fuck's sake. <laughs> But where can they find you and order your book and your uh, podcast and stuff? Uh, Crystal Hefner on every platform and onlysaygoodthings.com is where everyone can pre-order. Beautiful. Thank you. Love that. So thank you again for being on my podcast. I so appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I loved it. it. Fun. Thank you for listening to Chillin' with Ice and this is where, where legends live on. Until next time, peace out. Thank you so much for listening to Chillin' with Ice. And don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, and share wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember to follow us on Patreon and YouTube at Chillin' with Ice. And on Instagram and TikTok, you can follow me at lori.ice.fetrick. I look forward to chilling with you next time here on Chillin' with Ice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.